0: It has been 40 years. 40 years of prosperity, safety, and calm for the planets of the Lacunian system. 40 years since Rendoxal and the Zondo Quest team, together with the Ant People under Queen Lusinia, defeated the evil Power Master and ended his campaign of destruction across the universe. The Lacunian Congress has rewritten history, casting the so called evil Power Master as a would be warlord who pretended to possess godlike powers. The citizens live in blissful ignorance, never guessing how close they came to total annihilation. To most, the Evil Power Master is an insignificant historical footnote. But beyond this false tranquility, in the dark regions of the universe, danger looms. There, one might hear whispers that the Evil Power Master's evil powers were no illusion at all. Whispers that he was not killed and merely bides his time whispers that he will be reborn, that he will rise up to destroy the Lacunian dominion, that he will lead a wave of carnage and bloodshed sweeping the entire universe and bringing retribution for the world so mercilessly exiled from the Lacunian utopia. It is whispered that the days to come will bring war. The war will be terrible, and the days will be purple.
1: I suggested one time at work that, kind of like as a joke, as a scene on The Simpsons, but also not fully comprehending why it wouldn't work at all, that like to cool the the office down, we could just like leave the fridge open. (laughs) Is that obvious to you guys where that shouldn't work? Because it never really occurred to me that like the heat has to go somewhere and that somewhere is back into the office. Like, yeah, it's not like a a dryer or whatever, where there's like a a, A vent. Yeah, a pipe pipe to the outside. No, it's just, yeah,
2: everywhere. I only know that because I have a mini fridge right next to my desk at school.
3: Mm-hmm. And you use it to stay hot? <laughs> yeah, it keeps, it stays hot for sure. I just kind of assumed like it's got to go somewhere, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's obvious in hindsight, but again, I saw
3: the Simpsons at a young age and it seemed to be working for Homer and Bart. So <laughs> now, I think just because I have like my stupidly large computer, I'm just like, all right, well, any box that's closed, it's going to put some temperature out of it.
2: <laughs> Now, you can warm your house with a stovetop, but that also is why most house fires happen.
1: I accidentally did that last night. I had this bad habit of, uh, like, I'll put something on the stove and then turn up uh, the burner and then, you know, go wait for the water to boil or whatever.
2: Oh, no. And then- Did you burn out the bottom of your pan?
1: No. So what I did was simply remember three minutes later, like, oh, yeah, I have stuff, you know, cooking. Let me go check on it. And I get over there and it turns out I turned on the wrong burner, which is a mistake I've made like eight times already- So now this one burner is like blazing hot and just shooting straight up into the sky, right? Jesus. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the water that I'm trying to boil is not progressing toward boiling at all. And also, right. the thing that I really always forget is that then when I go to like grab the handle of my water boiling pot, it's extremely hot because it was hanging it was out. Right over yeah. was oh, o- Jesus. over the actual thing. Like, ah,
2: fuck! you really home alone to your, uh, your whole water I really boiling did. situation. I really did. <laughs> it was not great. Do you have gas
3: burners? No, they're electric.
2: Oh, because there's nothing cooler than a gas. You you could tell with a gas burner because, like, there's a flame.
3: Yeah. Gas. Oh, man. Gas is so good. Mm, so good. My heat's still turned off. Let me switch it off manually real quick. Deal. You just open the fridge. The sound will cancel each other out.
2: <laughs> what? It's like there's a, there's a sort of like a natural electric frequency of, like, A. It's like 144 hertz or something. 440 hertz. 440 hertz. It's like that Jim Carrey movie where he sees the number twenty three everywhere. Oh, uh, what
1: was
3: that movie called? The number sixty eight.
2: Yeah, something, something about watch out for, watch out for that number.
3: <laughs> it, I think no, no, no it was, uh, it was I see numbers. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next was that what it was called? The twenty third sense, I think, is what it was.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: numbers s-
3: angry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we do this joke about every third or fourth time. We're just trying it's such a
3: dumb name for a movie. Name, you know? name as many movies <laughs> as we can. Yeah.
2: Yeah, good times.
1: Okay, should we do an intro and then like an episode? Yeah. Welcome to Booze Your Own Adventure, a show where today we conclude the evil Powermaster role-playing game, Vernon Bow Trilogy, Action Adventure. I am Mark. I'm Ian. I'm Chris. Cool. So. (laughs) Wild card. Wild card. (laughs) How are you guys feeling about the adventure right now? Do you have questions or concerns about what's going to happen now?
3: Uh, like, Well, I think, I mean, just for our listeners, I think we should probably just do a quick recap of what's happened so far. Right. We all know it, but let's just say it. Right. You guys are rapid force
1: agents. You follow this stolen Gladius crystal shipment out to an orbit station that you found had been taken over by this uh, EPM cult called the Abandoned, the same one who had heisted the Gladius Crystals, come to find out from Dr. Oddward Packard, who is being held hostage there, that they are on the base trying to revive the evil Power Master, who has been imprisoned there. And you all sneak upstairs to liberate Rindoxal, who has been taken prisoner as well. You've just reunited with Rindoxal. He says that, you know, you don't have much time. We need to use these nuclear devastators to take the base down to protect its secrets. And at that moment... The sky goes purple, and we know that Evil Power Master has awakened, and there's basically no time, but you still have to take him out. Did I miss anything important? Oh, yeah. Also, there's Crunch, the kid that Vern has befriended by playing Bliff Cop 6. Yeah. So, where we begin. You guys are in this room. This eerie purple light has just washed over uh, the otherwise dark bedchamber where when Doxall had been turned off and imprisoned, Crunch starts to look very worried. he's like, uh, what's going on i i didn't I didn't know anything about this. How
2: can he change the the color of the sun uh, uh, <laughs> uh, listen man um the evil power master's got some real you know he's got powers, and um they're not good powers uh I thought that was obvious from his name, and um your buddies down there the all your your abandoned buddies seem to have brought him back. Some of his little power. He's got a little power now. He's, everything's turned purple. Bo, is purple normal?
3: Uh, well, I'm a, more of a lover than a fighter or a meteorologist, so I couldn't really tell you. Okay, well. Has Bo's accent gotten slightly more like Italian? <laughs> uh, it's, it could just be that I haven't done it in a minute.
1: <laughs> uh, so think about Sean Connery and Thunderball for a moment.
3: Right, okay. <laughs> He's got soft, meaty hands. Ugh. Yeah. You're a piece of shit, Trebek. <laughs> Crunch goes like,
1: uh, i be honest, I didn't really believe in the evil Power Master or anything. I just joined up with this group because it was seemed like a thing to do, and yeah, they had yeah. power and everything, and uh-huh. I just wanted to be part of something.
2: Yeah, Cr- Crunch, did you, uh, did you ever play team sports, Crunch? Did you ever uh, do a project you were proud of or like uh, teach somebody how to swim? Well, I always got
1: picked last for space kickball, but... I-I mm. tutored people in English.
2: Yeah. That didn't fill you with enough purpose? You had to come join all these, uh... Okay,
3: listen, listen. Bygones, bygones and bygones, we got a purple sun. Um, uh, why don't you st- take a step back, boy, and we'll, uh, as the official adults with badges, we'll, uh, you know, figure, figure things out. You're
2: carrying Dr. Pissman, because uh, I'm sick of carrying him, and this is going to be your penance. To, is to have to carry this wet sack of unconscious piss. Rindoxal chimes in and he says,
1: There's no time to worry about these heaps of moist carbon that you are toting around. We have to stop the evil Power Master.
2: Yeah, we can, we can do both. Let's go. Uh, f- fucking f- flap hands. Talking about carbon based. I'll show you carbon based. Vern does not like Rindoxal.
3: I think i don 't think many people do he seems he 's kind of an ass in every single uh, media appearance right yeah, and I
1: think it's mutual right like he doesn 't seem to like anybody else, even though he is sort of the savior of the universe right yeah so when doxel says, gather around you you carbon based garbage piles and look at my hologram projector, and he puts up some Star Warsy blue hologram of the layout of the base, and he indicates a point on the the very bottom part and he says, This is where the evil power master has been imprisoned and has just awakened from' That is also the room where the nuclear devastators are being kept. It probably there are swarms of his followers there, and it's going to be very difficult to break into, but... And then he moves his focus up a little bit onto a, a room in the second uh, level, and he says... Here is the commands chamber for the base. There's an overlook where we can look out and get an overview of the situation in the evil Power Master chamber, and also mess with the controls for things like monitoring and communications and pretty much everything else that goes in the base. Also... I've stashed
3: something there that might come in handy.
2: You gonna tell us what it is, or is it just gonna be a big fucking robot? Secret? No, I think
3: he wants us to guess, then. Huh? Oh, oh, uh, oh! It's uh, a cuckoo clock. No,
2: ten grenades. It's ten grenades. Better five grenades.
1: No, be-
3: much better.
2: A sword. One grenade. A long sword. A good.
3: Is it, is it, uh, no, uh, no, it's it's Price's right rules, fun. Redoxal says. Uh,
1: fuck. It it it. It, it was a sword. It, yeah, I, I stashed a sword there. We should go get that sword. Nailed it. And he looks at you with a little bit less condescension.
2: Uh, Vern looks at him with full condescension. <laughs> and when he, his, when he turns his back, the first, the first moment when Rindoxal wheels his ugly fucking trash can to the back, Vern throws him four birds. He got two big <laughs> hand birds and two small hand birds. He's just giving them as hard as he can.
3: Uh, Bo's walking next to Vern, and he just sort of leans over. He's like, he's fat for a robot. I know we have the same <laughs> body, but, like, he just, he carries it poorly. Am I right?
2: All right, Crunch. Uh, we got any weapons in this room? Or, like, is this just a sleeping chamber for this, uh, fat robot? Come on, Burn!
1: Crunch says, like, I mean, I just got here today when we all invaded the base, but I could sneak around and try to, like, find some stuff if that would be helpful.
3: Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I'm one of them, so I think I can pretty much just go wherever and they won't raise too many questions.
3: Uh, ooh I feel like as uh, official Rapid Force agents, we probably shouldn't be endangering a child. And Redoxo laughs, he says,
1: In my day, endangering child was the number one way of getting things done.
2: <laughs> he's, a, he's a plucky kid. Aren't you, Crunch? You're a plucky kid. I can pluck. Listen, how, okay, how about this? As you're going orders, uh, don't do anything that would put you in danger. But if there's anything cool, come come tell us on this on this wristwatch. Fuck, we don't have any more communicators, do we? <laughs> I can't just hand him a just communicator. Just had the one, and that's yeah. been destroyed now. Oh, my God. We're so careless with our equipment. <laughs> this is why our boss hates us.
1: He says, uh, what kind of thing do you want me to go looking for? <laughs> hel- hel- health
2: kits, bullets. <laughs> uh,
3: Guns? Uh, weak point, uh, weak short- points? Oh, we have a sword, I guess. Uh, yeah. Two, oh! two, uh, two, two, two pieces of wood connected by a chain, a nunchuck. <laughs> Okay, all right, this is going to sound
2: crazy. What if we send the kid to the control room? He'll get the sword, and then he can use the controls to open up an exterior hatch, and then we pop in from outside, like space. We pop in from space. They
3: don't even know. Oh, right, Redoxal and I actually don't need to breathe oxygen, so that's not a bad plan. And Redoxal says,
1: The part about entering from space could certainly work. However, only I can access the gladius sword gladius sword wait that's not what i wanted to call it only i can access the zondo sword
2: zondo sword (laughs) fucking zondo i want to oh oh, man (sighs) huh okay what all right only you can access it or only you can like wield it
1: access it i actually rubbish with wielding it as it happens i'm more of a thinker than a fighter why would
2: you bring a
3: sword let's just go to the, the let's go there not an athletic robot He's fat. I, I told you. He's, 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 he's very... A little pockets on him. Uh, hey, um... Hey, Bo? Vern?
2: You want to pretend to be prisoners?
3: <laughs> well, How does... How, how, what? Uh, We
2: pretend to be prisoners. Rindoxal pretends to be a security guard working with the kid, and the kid uh, brings us to the command center. That could work. Yeah. Uh, we hide all of our shit on us so that nobody can take it from us, uh, and then, like, uh this guy Chrysik shows up, we pop him right in the mouth. Rindoxal gets the sword. That's why you're the brains. Yeah, it's maybe. I don't feel real ah. comfortable. I'm real scared about it. I don't know what they do with prisoners. There's a bunch of dead scientists on the ground. It's all coming back to me now. I think Crunch,
1: knowing that Rindoxal would be very suspicious, he instead opens up his robe and lets Rindoxal just kind of like ride shotgun inside his big robe, and they begin to go down the hallway, bunch of kids in a trench coat style, and you guys are following along, I take it, as pretend prisoners? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Cool. We'll just say that Crunch, he had some some wrist cuffs or something that he could slap on you guys. And you begin to head off down the hallway and into the free fall communication tube that takes you back down to level two. At this point, you see that the base is, like, actually sort of weirdly empty. Uh, you would guess that maybe everybody has gathered in the evil Power Master chamber. Perhaps he's making a speech, or perhaps they just want to see him, but... They don't feel the need to be policing the place anymore. It seems like they're pretty close
3: to having what they want. Okay. I think we can probably drop the prisoner's thing, right?
2: Yeah, Crunch, are you balanced all right up there? He's like, It's cool because it looks like I'm
1: floating. I'm riding on top of this Rendoxol guy. And Rendoxol is like muttering obscenities under his breath the entire time. I'm gonna
3: be honest, Crunch. If I had my uh, equipment on me, I, I'd make you a drink. You seem like an adult to me, boy. <laughs>
2: Wow. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, Vern, Vern's, Vern's listening to all this half-heartedly, and he's, he's looking around the sort of the base for any kind of uh, weaponry that we could arm Crunch with, because I feel like Crunch is going to need some, some firepower.
1: Okay. I think where probably mentions when you guys walk by, he's like, This was a research base, and we didn't have a lot of weapons, but what we do have, you'll find in that closet there. And he points to a door, and the door is open. You open it up. What kind of weapons do you want to have
3: found? Let's see. So it's a research base, a microscope, a a heavy microscope. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I wanna s i want it to be like like
2: quick cuts. Uh we see, we see a fleshy uh hand go in and grab a microscope, and then it cuts to Bo's face, and he's like, yes. And then Crunch reaches in there and gets a gun that's like way too big for him. But he's like, he's very excited to have it. And he puts it in his cloak and it cuts to his face, and he's like, yes.
3: It's that montage of, like, strapping things uh-huh, to uh, uh-huh, your uh-huh. body, except it's all heavy-ass microscopes <laughs> for both. Why are you getting microscopes? Well, what else are they going to have?
2: Heavy microscopes. And then Rindoxal doesn't get anything, because he's convinced, like, he's he's the perfect being, and he's going to pick up this uh, uh, Zondo sword anyways. And then uh, and then Vern, uh, while all this action is going on behind him, notices a footlocker at the bottom of this closet and flips it open. And there's a golden light. We're seeing it on Vern's face. We can't see into the Foot Locker, but there's a golden light. And Crunch is like, is that what I think it is? And Vern's like, oh yeah. And he pulls out two sticks of dynamite, two sticks of space dynamite. Okay. Vern has demolition grade, the most high capacity, dangerous, like it's not a weapon, it is a tool. And he has two of them. And he, and he puts him in his. He puts him in his fanny pack. He, he delicately unzips the fanny pack and places both of these glowing sticks uh, right in it.
1: Okay, so Vern has space dynamite.
3: Bo has an arsenal of heavy microscopes. Question: Can uh, we use a story point to upgrade that space dynamite to a shaped nuclear charge made for uh, splitting asteroids? You. For you definitely
1: cannot uh, because, to all's point, that's not things that they would need on the space. Well, you say that now.
2: This is just regular dynamite, you know, for clearing out blockages. And
3: uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, if you if you break a bunch of microscopes, what are you gonna do? Throw them out the airlock like an asshole? No, you, you, gotta, gotta, blow you, gotta, you gotta blow them up with dynamite. You gotta
2: blow them up with dynamite. This all makes sense. And Crunch, and Crunch uh, also gets just like a handful of bullets, and they're not. They're not the right bullets.
3: <laughs> they're also not like mesh. They're a, 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 a no. they're each different sizes. Yeah,
2: yeah, and, and and most of them actually are just bolts for like like uh, like hex bolts for building stuff. Mm-hmm. And
3: uh, I don't know why we're talking ourselves down in terms <laughs> of like things that we've gotten here, but like it's very fun. Crunch has like a four foot long
2: rifle that clear like it's got a clip or whatever in it. It's got bullets. Mm-hmm.
3: It's got like you can put bullets into it, but like they got to be big ass bullets. And yeah. he's just found like mostly nuts and bolts and like board game pieces. Yeah,
2: and lemon heads. There, those <laughs> are in the future.
3: Warheads. Can we spend a story point to upgrade the lemon heads to warheads? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, can
2: we? Can we spend one of our? Uh, we each get candy, and uh, I would like. I would like uh, also warheads, please.
1: No. Fuck. All right. But you do find some space dynamites, some microscopes, and I think. There were some generic uh, space guns in there as well during the strapping montage. Mm hmm. Okay. What about a Sour Patch Kid? You can have one Sour Patch Kid. Just yes. one? And we got to split it? It's one of the big ones. It's one of the jumbo Sour Patch
2: Kids. Okay. Oh.
3: <laughs> I know we have to finish this podcast, but like I'm going to look that up later. I don't s- know what that is. Can we
2: spend a story point to make this giant Sour Patch Kid sentient? <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, absolutely. So,
1: one of the scientists who was working on the base managed to cower in this uh, supply closet when he heard things going down, and that scientist is a sentient Sour Patch Kid. He's about four feet tall, he's the blue flavor, he is covered in the sour dust. Okay, well, at least we won't eat him. And his name is Patches. <laughs> he says,
3: Who are you people, and why did you take all the supplies?
2: Uh, I am the thrice-resplendent or piftish of the rapid force. Uh, this is my associate, uh, 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 BO Nautical Designation. Uh, this is Dr. Pissman, who's unconscious. Uh, and, and then we also have a robot friend and our little buddy Crunch. What's your name?
3: Patches.
2: Oh, cool. Patches, we're going to go probably into some real dangerous territories. Do you want to you come along?
3: No. Oh. Yes, we're in a hurry, and, well, you've been deputized, so yeah. go run in front of us or run after us. Your choice.
1: I don't want to be deputized. Can you just close the door?
3: You want to hop on my shoulder? You want to hop on my shoulder? Mm-mm. Hold, and hold a dynamite? Mm-mm. You, well, you can get deputized, or you can get knocked the fuck out. Your choice. Oh, wait, no, I I, I have no skill in coercion, so let me, let me take <laughs> a different tack. Bo sort of, like, sweeps into the closet. Puts his hands on uh Patch's shoulders Oof, and yeah, says of course he
2: does. Of course he does.
1: <laughs> Your hands are sticky now.
3: <laughs> well, they're powdery, right? It's the uh it's the sour the sour dust. Yeah, but he's it's been sweating. He's a sweaty
1: sour patch <laughs> kid. <laughs>
3: Ugh. 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 Uh that's how we know the god of this universe is evil. <laughs> sea salt sea salt and sour patch. <laughs> Can you see outside the windows there? The sun is fucking purple. Hmm. You think that's normal? You're no. a scientist. You tell uh, me. Uh. You think it might be pretty goddamn bad? Yes. Look, I don't know. Do you have any family, friends, any reason to live? I I have four kids. Woof. <laughs> okay. Well, you can either help us figure out what the hell is going on, or have them deal with the return of the evil Power Master.
0: huh uh.
3: Uh and I guess I'll make a charm check to see if uh I can I've I've successfully inspired some backbone in this guy. Uh, uh, for- <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't feel like charm
1: exactly. Why don't you try leadership? I think that's the closest thing we can round it off to.
2: Yeah. <laughs> for those listening at home, Chris has tried to put all of his power into charm uh and then is never in a position to charm really, just like encourage
3: or like deputize. Oh, and so what's the the evil dice? Let's put three purples on it. Uh, one success,
1: four advantages, three threats. So that's one success and one advantage.
3: Hell yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Hell yes. yeah, it is. Okay.
1: okay. Um so he he <laughs> picks his ass up off of the ground of the closet. He says, I guess I'm coming with you. What's your what's what's your advantage?
2: I think he should get a gun. I think he needs a gun.
3: What what he, but with his little like blub hands? Yeah, give
2: him a tiny gun and he can sit on my shoulder and we'll be buds.
3: Okay, how about for his advantage, he, uh, he was the engineer in charge of making sure that the station's door security system worked well. <laughs> so, like, he, 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 I'm not saying that he can, like, get us through any lock, sure. but just, like, he knows, he's got a pretty good idea of, like, the layout of the station, and he knows, like... We know that that's the one thing that you guys struggle
1: with, is opening doors, so it makes perfect sense.
3: Yeah, you, yeah. you
2: have acquired the sticky blue key card. <laughs>
1: So, Patches, has been coerced into coming with you, and you guys arrive at the door for the command chamber, and he is easily, with his skills, able to put in the key code that unlocks it.
2: (laughs) Thanks. Hey, thanks, Patches. Uh, It's just password.
1: They told me to make one up, and I freaked out. The double doors slide open, and you see a bright room uh, with featureless white walls. There's several consoles with a bunch of buttons and levers on them, There's a monitoring station off in one corner that has screens showing images of, like, all parts of the base. And then, sort of the main attraction, this large pane of tinted glass overlooking what looks like a big warehouse area. And in the center of the the warehouse area is this big vertical glass tube uh, about ten feet in diameter. The whole room is kind of bathed in this weird blue light with the whole, like, adjoining warehouse room. And just in front of that window, there is a body mold command chair nestled into what looks like a comms station. It looks like there are no guards in this room. What do you guys do?
2: Uh, I want to peep those monitors real quick. Make sure there's not like a whole room full of innocent people that are gonna die. Just like super quick. That's what I. That's what. That's what Vern's doing. Okay.
1: You look over the monitors. It looks like there are no other people on board who are alive. You see a lot of dead scientists all over the place. There's a frutopia machine. That's weird. <laughs> it's,
2: it's not worth it. They probably don't have any frutopia. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Bo, what are you doing? Um i got nothing what is it why doesn't Bo look at the thing like look at the people gathered around the thing see what they're all about uh yeah that that makes sense yeah sure or nothing or literally (laughs) nothing
1: Bo, you can move over to the window and look down uh you're pretty sure they can't see you from here it's sort of one-way glass but like i said this large warehouse area there's like steel floor and walls and these pulsing strips running vertically up the walls that are shedding this dim blue light all over the place there's this big glass tube in the middle, and around the tube are these control consoles and monitoring equipment and stuff like that. It looks like a big old science operation. But also, the room is filled with these abandoned cultists, these people in their robes, uh, and they're all gathered around. This weird, glowing red cloud that is in the center of the room, and is just, like, projecting this super ominous, evil vibe. And that is
3: what you see when you look through the window.
2: Uh, Vern? What's up, Bo? Hey, they got a Fruitopia.
3: Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, you know how I don't have, uh, let's say, <clears throat> normal feelings and the ability to feel pain or... Right. That's you say, you say that every time we talk about buckling your seatbelt. You're like, oh, it doesn't matter. I can't feel anything. Right, you know, you just pop another ramen. But, uh, you know, I, I'm feeling something for the first time in, uh, ever, and it's evil. Evil, evil, huh. Yup, uh, yeah. coming from that red cloud over there, I'm just wondering if you're getting the same uh, sort of feeling uh, with your meat, bitch. <laughs> you know, uh, let me take a look. Uh, he, hops up, uh, he hops up
2: onto the console, because he's very short, and he looks out. And he says, uh, huh, yeah. That's. uh you'd think it's just a red cloud, like what could be weird about that, but like, Yeah, my, my, I got...
3: Nope, your your tummy kind of falls out of the bottom of you, and you want to throw up. My tummy's
2: falling out. I got the prickle skins. I got the prickle skins. I kind of hate it. I want to see what those blue things are, but I also hate that red thing. That's such a pickle. So Redoxal
1: goes over to one of the consoles and begins to beep, boop, beep, boop in a whole lot of things. He's pressing buttons with his fleshy fingers. What a prick. And after about 15 seconds, a, a panel opens up in one of the consoles with a noise and a little bit of steam comes out. And then you see this sword. Brutopia. <laughs> a sword just kind of like hovers out towards Rindoxal. It is about four and a half feet long and <laughs> buried in the hilt is this pulsing red crystal that you would recognize to be a gladius crystal. rendoxol reverently picks it up and he says, This is... This is the Zondo sword, the sword sword. that we liberated during the Zondo quest incident and found had the power to pierce the evil power master's force field. It was from this sword that gladius crystals were derived and studied and synthesized and used in constructing the force field around this very base.
2: Yeah, and then stolen and then now, like, turned evil backwards. Y'all fucked up. You guys, science never, science, ugh, I don't have a head for it. He slaps you with one of his flesh hands. (laughs) Uh, v- Vern hauls back and punches him with one of his good hands. Oh shit. But he, he has uh, green. He only has one green on Arm Strike, but he's doing it. He's getting like, like Rindoxal. Okay, roll melee. All right, against uh, purple.
1: Yeah, difficulty is going to be one purple, one red. It's a wash. So your hand just kind of glances ineffectually off of Rindoxal, who in turn shocks you with his shocky bits. That, ah, you prick. Hey, 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 come on now. Ian takes two strain. Done. He says, There'll be no more disrespect from you. you,
2: you meat mongrels. You're a piece of shit toaster and I fucking hate you.
3: Well, get over it. Uh, Bo will stand, come in between them and just, uh, he's like, are you alright? I don't know what it is. He's got my hackles up. He got my hackles up. Absolutely. Alright, alright. Don't, uh, I'll take care of this. Uh, yeah, we're both robots. Uh, and then he turns around to Rendoxol and he says, "Look here, fuckhead! <laughs> uh, give me that sword!" Uh, and he goes to grab the sword. "Give me that sword!" And if you touch a hair on Vern's head again, you'll be fighting two friends. Yeah, that's us. That's
2: me and that's me and Beau because we're friends. Because that's a valuable relationship. Chris, make a
1: coercion check. The difficulty is going to be two reds. Woof, I'm bad at this. So we'll see how this goes. And Rendoxol's is a tough robot to push around. Uh, two successes, one threat. Shit! Okay. When Doxal submits to you and he lets you have the sword, I think the
2: threat is that he says,
1: Now listen here. You will be respectful to me because I'm the only person who can get us out of this alive.
2: You're not a person. You're a toaster, dickhead.
1: (laughs) He says, I'm not going to take any more orders from you.
2: Okay, bye. Yeah, fine with me. What are we we even doing with with this robot? What's, What's even his point? What's he got? He, he's responsible for where the evil Power Master is now. He's responsible for the power that's happening, the bad stuff. Say we cut our ties. What fuck do we need this guy for? Uh,
3: look, he's an asshole, but we're all on the same side here. We want to stop this terrifying red cloud man and his stupid followers, so if he can help us out, then he can help us out. But he can't treat you like garbage. Reduxol looks down somewhat ashamedly. He says,
1: you're right, of course, the- the Evil Power Master is my burden to bear. It was my job to to keep him safe when we found that we could not destroy him, and apparently I have failed. I must I must redeem myself for this.
2: That you fucking better. Also, you know what? Job security, though, because if it weren't for EPM, uh, me and Bo wouldn't be on this. So, you know, eh, thanks. Thanks. Because uh, that, that's how I met Bo. is us being buds on the Evil Power Master cults team. So, you know, your losses are gain. <sighs> he says, uh,
1: well, you're welcome, I suppose. Now. What's the plan? The nuclear devastators are down there in that chamber where all the cultists and the evil power master is. We might be able to get some use out of all of the, the equipment in this room, but ultimately we need some kind of plan to get down there and activate the devastators.
2: Uh, Vern wants to... Ver, Vern is convinced that those blue tingly things are somehow connected to power and wants to unconnect them. Is that possible from our vantage point?
1: Yeah, I think so. You're in the... What is it? Sort of the central hub where all the stuff is made to work so you could hop on one of the computers and see about shutting down power to various parts of the base okay why don't you make an average computers check
2: hell yeah I know what that means average is two purples all right three successes two threats
1: okay so the success means that you are able to access the power grid for the base and you can shut off whatever parts of it you want to including um, like lights in that room hell yeah are you cutting off the power in the uh, the sort of main prison chamber there, Ian? Uh,
2: I'm gonna f- I'm gonna g- do some options. I'm looking at some options. I do want to turn off the power to those blue things. So yeah, looks like I'm gonna shut that off. Okay. Um, also, just for just for kicks, I'm gonna shut off all the power in the room and in, in like all of the rooms. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, I think the threats are pretty obvious. People know that some shit is up now.
2: Hell yeah, hell yeah. I'm st- wait. I'm still in the power grid, right? Still in the power grid. All right, I'm flipping through it. I find uh, Napster. I download Daerud's Sandstorm. And now I turn the power back on, but only to the sound system. And I
3: blast, <laughs> blast
2: Daerud's Sandstorm at, like, psychological warfare levels. <laughs> and I reach into my fanny pack, and I go, Hey, uh, hey Bo, it's going to get loud. Uh, it, your earplugs are good. And I pass out earplugs to everybody, and I pop them in. Um, I'm like, uh, hey, hey uh, uh, Crunch, get, get these buds in. Okay. Patch says, um,
3: I hear through my mouth, which is a foot wide. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good man, Patch. Patches, sorry, that's my name. It's been, a, it's been an honor knowing you. Patch Adams, uh, a weird name, but...
1: <laughs> Reduxel says, we don't have much time. They'll know that we're here now. Who, who will wield the sword?
2: Uh... <laughs> uh Ver, Vern looks right at Bo, and Bo looks at Vern, and I think they both have the same thought at the same time, and it's like neither one of us are good at swords. Um,
3: <laughs> okay, so my melee is two yellow die. Okay, yeah. So you can you can wield the sword. Yeah, I think I can wield the sword. Okay, because I spent all my level up points on murder, <laughs> on accident.
1: <laughs> so Bo, you accept the sword? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh,
3: he heads it to you and he says, like,
1: "Be careful! It's a priceless artifact." But also, invaluable, if you should come into contact with the evil Power Master. It's one of the few things we know that can stand against him.
3: To, uh, just to be clear, I just hit up with it, right? More or less. Okay, great. The sword will know what to do.
2: Vern can't hear any of this. He has Bob in his head. He can he can hear <laughs> he can hear Deirude uh, even under his uh, 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 earplugs.
1: Okay, so Sandstorm Blazing, uh, you guys rolled out of the command center, and presumably down toward that warehouse uh, EPM holding chamber area. We do not have a better plan, no. <laughs> how are you going about that? Are you just like going in, guns and swords blazing? You kind of try to sneak in? You're
2: going to... Dynamite blazing, right? That's the... Uh... Well, how, how many doors are there to it? I think there are probably at least two ways in. Okay, so the obvious way in, I would like to uh, uh, position Crunch with one of my sticks of dynamite.
3: Okay. Oof. That is endangering a child. <laughs> yeah, we're getting real close to let's get a kid killed.
2: Uh, he'll be fine. Uh, or, or, you know what, better yet, it is space dynamite. I could probably detonate it remotely.
3: I mean, Rindoxal also, uh, you know, he's, he's around, right? Yeah. He could help. Maybe, yeah. All right, Rindoxal.
2: What? I'm going to give you this dynamite. Okay. He hands up his fanny pack, hands him a dynamite. I, w- I need you to put it by the big door. Me and Bo are going to go to a small door on the other side. And the kid's gonna stay put in the command center so we can do stuff for us if we need it or whatever. We'll just shout and he'll be like, all right, cool, and he'll do it.
1: And uh, Crunch is like, shouldn't I go somewhere like to get off of
3: the ship because we're about to blow it up? Yeah, if 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 there's like an escape pod, you know, maybe escape. Now would be a great time for it.
1: Okay, I, I'll just go to the hangar, I guess, and try to find a ship that no, I no, like. No, 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 Don't, no. Do, that. No? don't do that. Don't, don't, do,
3: don't oh, do that. You don't want to do it. Don't that.
2: There's no hangar left. Um, uh, we're going to need you to go back to the crew quarters, and there are these very handy pods for in case of a fire, and you're going to get into one of them with Dr. Pissman and just launch yourself into space, and we'll come pick you up when we're done.
1: Okay. Are you guys sure you don't need anything else?
2: And Patches, is just like, Can I go? Oh, no, Patches, we need you in the command center, bud. Aww.
1: <laughs> and he cries, and his tears smear the, the, the sour powder from his skin, where it was perfectly distributed.
3: Kind of, like, melt a little bit of his face off, too. <laughs>
1: and his giant mouth is wailing.
3: Uh, you, you know what? Listen. Hey,
2: Patches. Yes? Could you kill somebody? Look me in the eyes right now and tell me. Could you <laughs> pull the trigger and kill somebody? I don't think so. Then you're in the command center, whether you... Okay. That's, that's it. Okay. That floor down there is the kill floor. Bo and I are going to fucking triangulate, zip zap it, hit it with the sword, and get in skedaddle, and, and, and your job up here is to keep the Dayrude
3: cranked and make sure the lights stay off. I recently watched Highlander, so I'm ready for shorts.
1: Okay. So, with everyone on their way to their positions, Reduxol goes and delivers the dynamite to... The door, and you guys are crowded around the secondary door. You can hear that there's a lot of commotion going on uh, in that main room. People think they're under attack. Are you gonna trigger the dynamite?
2: How close is Rindoxal to the dynamite? I don't want to blow Rindoxal up.
1: Yeah, I was imagining that he had positioned it and then came back to your position.
2: Um, so I shout, um, I shout, Patches, open the main door.
1: And Patches can't hear you because of all the Derood sandstorm, and also you're in different rooms.
2: Patches. <laughs> Ah, uh, it's okay. Ah! And then I hit it. I hit it to explode.
1: <laughs> okay. And for like the second or third time in the past hour, a giant explosion <laughs> happens on this <laughs> star base. <laughs> you guys just hear this from like across the way and like the floor is rumbling underneath you. Uh, is it time
2: to bust in? I think Rindoxal and me clear the way mm-hmm. and, uh, and, let, uh, and and then Bo, and then let Bo take a swing at the uh, all evil Power Master gas cloud.
1: Okay. So you bust the door open and you see the room has been illuminated not by these blue lights that were there but just by the ominous red glow coming off of whatever this evil power master cloud form is. You look across the warehouse and it's just like a giant fucking fireball where the other wall should be and there were a bunch of cultists just like running around sort of like panicked. Uh, and some of them have weapons. I think it's going to be a moment before anyone notices you guys. What do you do in that second?
2: Yeah, let's head to let's head to nuclear devastator number 1. Yeah. The one that has the least amount of guys around it.
1: People are probably going to notice you, so you're going to need some kind of check to get through. It could be to sneak, or you want to, like, knock one of them out and take a disguise or something,
3: but you tell me how you're going about it.
2: Ooh, fuck, we should have taken Crunch's robe. What are we thinking?
3: Yeah, we fucked that up. Uh, there's there's really no good lies we could tell at this point, right? Like the, <laughs> who are you going to tell them to? One thing has exploded, uh, and, like, the, the rest of the people are cultists who are wielding weapons. I... I'm a little out of my depth here.
2: I, uh, listen, I've, I've leveled up my skullduggery. Okay. Which I know is a really narratively satisfying thing to hear somebody say when we're playing <laughs> this game. Uh, I put an extra green diamond on my skullduggery check. No, you turned a green diamond into a yellow. Turned a green diamond into a yellow. I would like to try and sneak. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, if somebody else wants to try and knock out or cause distraction, I would be well positioned to support.
1: So you can definitely sneak, but I'm going to say... That's a stealth check, not a skullduggery check. Fuck, what's skullduggery?
2: Is that lockpicking?
1: Stuff like that, yeah.
2: God damn it. All right, well, I'm committed to it. Let's do it.
1: The difficulties can be three because the place is swarming with bad guys. But okay, take one blue die because it's pretty dark in here. Mm-hmm. And take another blue die because of all the Darude sandstorm making it really hard to hear anything. Fuck
2: yes. All right, that's what I was about to ask for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, uh, that is one advantage and one failure.
1: Okay, so someone is going to see you. What is your advantage?
2: Fuck. My advantage is that they are not a very menacing bad guy.
1: Okay, sure. It's a scrawny uh, human guy, and the weapon he's wielding is... Uh, what's a shitty weapon?
2: Nunchucks are not very effective, I don't think.
1: You know what? I love it. We talked about nunchucks earlier. He's a scrawny yeah. <laughs> guy, he's wielding nunchucks, and he sees you and he is determined to stop you. He shouts out for people to like know that you're there, but no one can hear him and no one cares about him anyway because no one cares about this guy. He's a nunchuck guy.
2: Yeah, he's always shouting.
1: Yeah, he is going to rip and attack you. Let's roll initiative.
2: I got a success and three advantages.
3: Uh, three successes, three advantages. and moderately cool. This guy... <laughs>
1: as two successes and an advantage. Bo, you get to act first. You see this guy wielding nunchucks. Perhaps he knows how to use them, perhaps he doesn't. He has spotted Fern and he's coming over to him menacingly. What do you do?
2: I thought Skullduggery meant sneaking. <laughs> Bo, help! It's got, it's got wicked nunchucks.
3: Oh, I'm about to dig into this skull. Uh, <laughs> and then he... uh Charges the guy and tries to just like slam that sword right into his skull. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> okay. Make a melee check, take a blue die because of the magic
1: powers of the Zondo sword, and the difficulty is just two purples.
2: Could I suggest another blue die because of Derud Sandstorm?
1: Well, I feel like that's, that's hurting both of us, you know. Let's get a black die for the low ambient lighting conditions, actually. <laughs> uh, one success, two advantages. Okay, so you're going to deal basically a fuck ton of damage to this guy. I think you managed to slice him down in one go.
3: What are your advantages? Can I say that nobody was paying attention to Nunchucksman, and now there's just like a beheaded cultist and also chaos elsewhere? Absolutely.
1: Fern, let's stick an in initiative order. What do you do?
2: Uh, I would say shudder because of all the blood on me. Okay. I'm not going to make you roll for that, so what else do you do? Head toward that nuclear devastator, baby
1: okay you get there you know from your previous conversation with Redoxal that there's two of these key switches and they have to be turned at the same time you see the other one sort of uh, about 20 feet beyond you on the other side of the large glass tube
2: oh shit that's so far away
1: trash can Redoxol does not respond to that he would never respond to that in a million
2: years <laughs> mr trash can <laughs> Rendoxol! what what is it now uh, I need this uh, nuclear devastator's got the dual key code verification business. I gotta get you on the other uh, console.
3: Uh, wait, Reductual, why don't you handle this one, and Vern and I, who are good at killing, will kill our way to the other one. Oh
2: yeah, killing. God, I love it. it sh- shudders again.
3: Uh, Vern's, I- I'm sorry, Bo's eyes are now like fucking bright ass red. They're normally not. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: so Reductual mans that console. You guys push your way over through the crowd, which again is losing their fucking minds. Uh, as you guys arrive at the second Nuclear Devastator key, a large form just kind of like lands on the console that um, the Nuclear Devastator is built into. And you look up and you see a four-armed gray humanoid with a face in its chest. And it looks down at you and says, Well, 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 what have we got here?
2: Oh, it's, it's Skrillex. <laughs> it's Krissic. <laughs> I believe it
1: is Vern's turn in the initiative order. What do you do, Vern?
2: Okay. Uh, hello, I am the thrice resplendent, uh, shield for, for, not, fuck, I forgot my name. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, here, uh, we're from the rapid force and we're here to kill the evil power master. <laughs> uh, you want to hold this? And I use that moment of surprise and all of my, I don't know, coordination, my skullduggery, I want to sneak up on this fucking guy and plant the dynamite on his person. I mean, this guy is looking at you. So sneaking up on and him. I, and so I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm this tiny shrimpy guy. I'm like, well, I, I'm a cop and y'all are in trouble. I don't have a weapon drawn. Nothing, Nothing's going on. Uh, I just want to like hop onto this guy, plant this dynamite and jump off this guy.
1: He notices you. He's definitely going to try to resist having dynamite planted on him, yeah, so I think... We'll see what happens. I think we're just going to have to make a coordination checks,
2: probably. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Bo's going to save me with his sword.
1: So the difficulty here is going to be
3: a uh, purple and a red. Okay. He does have four arms. Well, you guys are matched on arms, so, you know, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, we two have even <laughs> numbers of arms.
2: <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, well... <laughs> oh, shit. Two threats, uh, and then no no successes.
1: So you are unable to plant the bomb on him, and he kind of, like, flings you across the room. Threat number one, you've been separated from your comrades. Threat number two, you slam into something, and you look up, and what it is is a vending machine that has chips in it.
3: <gasps> uh, quick question. What's the status of the dynamite? Did you, like, start that process? Is it about the dynamite? Yeah, I think you've still
1: got the dynamite, basically. You weren't able to get to a place where you could plant it on him. Yeah. We're going to cut over to that guy, and that guy is going to start pummeling Bo. Oof. See what happens. Well, fuck. So, a uh, shit ton of failures and two advantages.
2: ass <laughs> forearm,
1: bitch. So, he, he goes to swing at you with his giant beefy arms, uh, but you're able to dodge and weave out of the way. Uh, I think his advantage, though, is that he has kind of like maneuvered you through the crowd, and you're like Pretty far
3: away from the Devastator switch that you need to hit now. I also just want to take this uh, opportunity to paint this picture for the audience. Uh, the bow's dodging is entirely just his legs growing different sizes, Inspector Gadget style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think for the other threat, he's just looming
1: at you very intimidatingly. He says, You'll never defeat Krissik. I've just been promoted to Medieval Power Master. <laughs> <laughs> And that's an intimidation worth of black die on your next check. Okay. It is Bow's turn. Krissick is right up in your grill. He is swinging fists, and you are dodging and trying to get a, a sword hit.
3: Uh, well, in that case, I, I guess I'm just going to try and fight uh, this giant machamp that's beating my face in. Okay. Uh, purple and a red. And a black. And a black, yes.
1: And another black. One black for the ambient conditions, one black for him being intimidating. One success, one triumph, Three threats. Oh shit. Yay. Okay, so the success is that you hit him. A triumph is a super advantage. Something not necessarily directly
3: related to hitting him goes super your way. What is it? Uh as he's rearing one of his forearms back to like punch me in the face. Uh-huh. He also mashes the nuclear detonator button. <laughs> you know what? It's a triumph. I'll fucking take it. And then he's just like, "Oh shit." Okay, so you said you got one
1: success? Yes. That's going to deal some damage, but it's not enough to get, take this guy out. Threats. You had three of them? Correct. We're going to use two of those threats to just say that he manages to knock the sword out of your hand, that it goes skittering away across the floor. Third threat. People have begun to notice you, and it looks like they're going to go over here and start trying to help out Chrisik. Bird, you've just been knocked across the room and slammed into a chips machine. What do you do?
2: Fun funions is the brand name of an onion flavored corn snack introduced in the United States in 1969, and invented <laughs> by Frito Lay employee George Bickner. Um, Vern is staring at this. Vern is staring at this machine. He has his big arms around around the sides of it, and he has his small arms. Like, have you guys ever seen a cat like try to get out of a door? Like, they just like. He's got his little arms just scratching at the thing, and he says, like, "He says, uh, he says, I need, I need, I need Funions." I need Funyuns. I need Funyuns. I need Funyuns. Bo! Bo, I need Funyuns. Bo, do you have Do you have a space quarter? These are on sale. They haven't even updated the prices since if, if they're only a space quarter. Bo! Bo! So, Ian, yeah.
1: I think you're right. You're going to be obsessed with Funyuns. If you want to do something useful this turn, though, you can try to pass a discipline check to shake Funyuns from your mind long enough to do something.
2: Or, Mark, how about this? I pass a mechanics check to Jerry-Rig the Machine to give me <laughs> some fucking Funyuns. I mean, that's fine, but that's your turn. Okay, how about this? If if I get the Funyuns with my mechanics check, I will eat the Funyuns. <laughs> and those Funyuns will give me the sort of, like, focus and drive that I need to go help Bo with this really scary giant dude.
1: I mean, in the sense of your lack of Funyuns will stop preventing you from doing that, yeah. I'm not going to give you bonuses
3: for eating Funyuns. That's true. Yeah. Damn. Remember, they were originally a threat.
2: Yeah, they are a, yeah, they are a weakness. They are a weakness. And also, a...
3: no one has ever gotten a bonus anywhere from eating Funyuns. <laughs> <so. laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys still get like a plus two to breath smell? Well, that's weird. This is my, my charisma score is just utterly tanked. It's
1: cratering. It's cratering with every Funyun that I eat.
2: Okay. Well, let me do a discipline check. It's going to be hard. Three purples. Okay. I also want a blue dice because, like, I picked David Sandstorm, and it's blaring, and I fucking love it, and it jazzes me up. I'll buy it. There you go. All right, two advantages, one success.
1: Okay, you are able to break free of your mad craving for funyuns. What are you gonna do with your turn now?
2: Wistfully, brush the funyuns machine. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And just start running toward Chrisic. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and get him, get in there close enough to shoot him with my gun.
1: I think you can close that distance in one. He kind of like slapped you across the room in one. I think it's just one purple because you're going to be a short range. Actually, one red.
2: All right. One success, one advantage. Yeah, so that's seven damage. So Krissic is looking pretty hurt right now. What are your advantages? I want him away from that console. I want the, the shot to have knocked him back away from the console, maybe like endangering him opening him up for a bow for a bow slash okay uh if if that's what if that's what's up
1: he uh gets knocked backwards and kind of like falls into a number of his uh, allies that were coming to his aid he's not knocked prone because they kind of catch him and keep him aloft but everybody's kind of knocked off their balance
2: hey did you still want to know who we were my name's vern <laughs> and this is my friend Bo, and we're from the rapid force and we're about to we're about to kill you dude like
1: so at that moment, you realize that Renduxol noticed when Krissick accidentally twisted the nuclear devastator key and Renduxol twists his key, red lights begin to pulse in addition to the red light that was already there. And a voice comes over and it says, nuclear devastators activated two minutes until complete destruction.
2: Now, does this completely cut off Daerud Sandstorm or is it like a sort of a GPS navigation playing over the, the background of, because we have looped, Darude Sandstorm for this whole fight. I think Sandstorm Sandstorm's still going. Okay, very good. Yeah, that keeps, That's good. That keeps yeah. Vern focused.
1: And at that moment, you guys look up at the red cloud that is the evil Power Master, and it begins to change shapes. And you see it morph into what looks like three humans, two young and one old. But then it keeps morphing, and it turns into just a large conglomeration of crystals. And that, in turn, morphs into this just like cloud of green lights, and you hear a voice begin to emanate from it and he says Who has come to disrupt my revival? And Evil Power Master is aware of you guys.
2: I feel like I keep I feel like I introduce myself every five minutes in this fucking place. this is just one a name tag.
3: He probably just can't hear you over the music. Oh, <laughs> you, you listen to your music so loudly. I, I, we've always talked about this. When we're in the car, you're going to you're gonna blow your eardrums I'll, out. I'll be
2: deaf when I'm old, I guess. I don't know.
1: And Chrisik runs over to try and land a punch on Bo. Oh, God, no. It's a wash, but with a triumph. What's a triumph for this asshole?
2: I think the triumph is the evil power master is like, Chrisik, cool job. You're a swell guy. <laughs> and he sort of puffs his chest out. Heart grew three sizes that day.
1: So he kind of like manages to push you away long enough to buy himself some time. And then he, not really understanding fully what it is, but knowing that it's a pretty badass sword, he runs over and picks it up. And now he has the Zondo blade. Bo, it's your turn. That guy has your dope sword. And also the evil Power Master uh, is aware of your presence. And there's only two minutes before the whole place blows. What do you do?
3: Mission accomplished. Vern, run. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you just try to get the fuck out of there?
3: <laughs> Turn around
1: and run full speed the fuck away. Where are you running towards? Oh, Christ. The, the hangar is blown up as well. Uh... Well, so the hangar is kind of, last you left it, in, in a vacuum state, but it's not blown up. Like, there were explosions there, but there's still something of a hangar there where some ships have not been exploded.
3: If Vern is in grabbing range, he's going to grab Vern and try to run. If he's not, he's just going to run away from the evil Power Master, solve that problem. And then figure out the the station is exploding and we're stuck here problem.
2: Well, so I, I mean, uh, v- Vern wasn't ready to leave. <laughs> Vern didn't. Vern wasn't. Vern wasn't ready. Vern has the bloodlust. He felt. He felt it when when Rindoxal zapped him and he got mad. And then now he feels like <laughs> uh, he feels like this forearm guy. He doesn't even. Vern doesn't even know about Evil Power Master right now. Like he's not even concerned about that red. He just knows that he got knocked across the way. By this, by this guy with this arm and he's still got one bullet left in his good, good gun and he's going to try and shoot that fucking guy is what Vern wants to do.
1: Okay. Are you going to resist Bo picking you up and trying to run with you or are you going to shoot him from the cradle of Bo's arms?
2: No, I think I'm going to have to resist Bo trying to snatch me. I, th- I think like that's, um... and hold on, canonically, I'm good at resisting Bo snatching me. Yeah, <laughs> we've, pra- we've practiced with it before. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna make you roll for it. So, 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 Bo reaches down to grab, and and we zoom in close on Bo's flesh hand, and I duck under him and I high five him with one of my small hands. Okay. <laughs> Vern runs right up to Chrisic, who's who's like admiring his cool new sword, and is like, uh, "Hey, dickhead! I need that! I need that sword back!" And he shoots him. Okay. Bo, are you just running for the door then?
3: No, I think if uh, if he can't pick up Vern, then he. Is gonna stick around and try and help out Vern with the fight.
1: Oh, teamwork! Vern,
3: go ahead and make your
1: ranged check to hit this guy.
2: When Vern says these things, and he sees all these explosions, and he hears the nuclear devastator, and he's not—he's not deaf to the idea that like this ship is gonna explode, uh, but he knows that sword's important, mm-hmm. and he reaches into his memory banks. And he remembers in the Dayrood Sandstorm video, where they are running through the city with a briefcase, trying to catch the guy with the briefcase. And Vern always thought he would be the guy with the briefcase. Always always just running away, you know, keeping the briefcase precious. And he imagines himself as that guy in this flash of time, uh, making it to the end of the music video of Dayrood Sandstorm and opening the briefcase. And he looks inside and he sees it's a picture of Bo, smiling and Bo and Vern on the beach. Uh, and they've never been to the beach, but that's what's inside of it. And, in that moment, Vern realizes you can't run from all your problems, and he uses a story point to add a blue die to his roll against this fucking forearm guy.
1: <laughs> that was an amazing <laughs> use of a story point, uh, but what it actually does is turn a green into a yellow.
2: Okay. One success, one advantage. Seven. That's seven damage, and I know aim isn't my strong suit, but I'd like to get that sword back, so I'd like to shoot him mid mid- one of whichever arm's holding the sword.
1: Yeah, so seven damage is going to be enough to take him out with the damage he's already sustained. So I think you jump up towards him and have this inspiring sort of revelation. You squeeze off one shot from your blaster. It basically blows up his head and the sword flies into the air and it lands maybe in Bow's hands since it's probably too
2: big for you to wield. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I have four arms, but they're not very big. Also, Krisek doesn't have a head. I thought his face was in the center of his chest. Oh, that's true. Okay, well, then you shoot him in the face. Yeah, his whole torso explodes. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I like that. I like that.
1: Okay. Yeah, and so the advantage is that Bo just receives his sword back because of gravity.
2: Yeah. And Ver- slow-mo, slow-mo catches up to real time, and Vern, Vern's jump lands, and then, like, Chrisic Goop, just, like, lands on him and like, a real sort of Nickelodeon, can't do that on television, like, gack slime extravaganza.
3: Okay. Mark Summers
2: would be horrified. <laughs> he hates germs, but he loves family Feud. I don't understand that guy. He contains multitudes.
1: So the sword lands in your hands, bow, and then you look up. You see the evil power master has changed forms again, and now he's this weird jelly-like mass the size of basically Jabba the Hutt, and it's pulsing, and it's green, and then it just kind of like shoots a beam in your direction, bow. Oh, boy. Evil power master attack, so you know... Don't fuck around.
2: Yeah. He destroys entire fleets.
1: He is gonna have a black die for the low light conditions. Can we think of any other ways to hurt his role? I mean, how much does he like the rude sandstorm? Well he hates everything, but he's used to hating everything, so
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, he just he just saw somebody get blown up in front of him. That probably doesn't phase
3: him. I mean, it gives him an erection, but other than that,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll give him a blue die for his erection then. <laughs> oh no!
3: I'm like, <laughs> I don't know about you, me- but I feel like that wouldn't help <laughs> Does it make you better at fighting. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, not, not, not me personally, but uh, you know, it's, it's, he's an alien, so you, who knows? Who knows? Okay, so this is two successes and two advantages.
2: Oh, that's bad.
1: Chris, I'm going to need you to take 10 damage as this beam emits from him and just like begins to disintegrate your chassis. Oof. Okay, so I am at two health.
2: Where the fuck is Rindoxol?
1: Rindoxal is over at the nuclear devastator uh, station number one and he's flailing his flesh hands in the air. He, like, let's get the fuck out of here kind of gesture.
2: And I'm f- I flail all four of my, I, I point all four of my hands directly at this gas cloud that just blasted <laughs> though. As, as in like, we got this is our, we got to deal with this. I want to hit the evil Power Master jelly mass with, uh, with the, my last explosive, and I don't know how to do that, and I don't have any good athletic skills. Okay. I mean, I think you just threw the dynamite at him, and I think that should be okay. It sticks? He's sticky? Uh, do I know he's sticky from my science?
1: It's hard to tell, because he's a jelly-like mass who defies all the laws of physics, but probably he's permeable
2: to dynamite. All right, Vern holds the dynamite in one hand. He looks at it for a split second. It, it shimmers and turns into a package of funions, and he, he, he rubs his eyes away in his dynamite again, uh, and he kisses it for good luck, and he hucks it uh, right into the Evil Power Master's jelly mass.
1: Make a ranged board, will check, and the difficulty is going to be two reds. Also, you can use your aim maneuver if you want to add a blue die.
2: I'm good. I just rolled it before you said anything, and it is one success and one advantage.
1: So the success is that the dynamite just like enters his jelly form, I think it, it doesn't blow up, blow up until you detonate it, right? Right. Yeah. So, and then what's your advantage?
2: Uh, he doesn't notice that it's in his jelly form. <laughs> There's oh. so much other bizarre shit going on right now, and I'm four feet <laughs> tall and shrimpish. He hasn't even he hasn't attacked me yet, um, and he, he now has an explosive in his jelly mass. Sounds good to me,
3: Bo. It's your turn. Well, if lasers are in play, running away isn't really going to help. Uh, so I guess he is going to try and pick up the sword and flack the evil power master. This could be the blow that you
1: need to strike to take him down. And the difficulty is going to be two reds. You
2: can spend the story point if you want to upgrade a roll. Uh, How many story points do we have? I think it's your last one. Yeah, switch those servos over to put extra power in your swinging arm.
3: Okay, that's plus one blue, plus one green. And I think that's all of our tricks. Uh, My martini ingredients are long gone. My laser wristwatch lost with the martini ingredients. Okay, sounds like it all comes down to this. Yeah. Oh boy. Two advantages, one despair. Oh no!
1: (laughs) Okay, so first things first, it is a failure. You run up to try to hit the evil power master, but his jelly-like form shifts and you cannot find a way to pierce it with your blade. You
3: go and do your advantages. What what good comes out of this? God, and then we're surrounded by bad guys. Uh, Vern is out of bullets. Yeah, I don't have any more bullets. I'm pretty much dead.
2: Hey, Chris, what about this? Your advantage is you swing, it's a real big swing, and you miss, uh, and your arm comes off, and the sword goes sliding away from you toward Vern, who's still hidden. I gotta play, I gotta play.
3: Okay, okay, yeah, sure. Or, or how about this? I miss, but I, I take advantage of the momentum, and I yell, Vern, catch! And then it's, it's, like, it's the fastball special. They practiced it, never. <laughs> but they both have read X-Men, so uh, now there's a sword flying towards Vern Handle first. Okay, cool. And then we need to circle back around to the despair. Oh yeah, that's that's rough. That's going to be that's not great. Cuz the last triumph set off a nuke.
2: <laughs> what if the despair is we see we look across in the dim light of this room with the root standstorm going and we see that the command center ha, uh like has become filled with suspicious angry cultists and we just see them destroying patches. <laughs>
3: Well, well. So the command center has been filled with a bunch of cultists who see a giant, uh, delicious-looking candy, and-,
2: and and they they take it. The, our vantage point is too high up, so we see them. We see them pull him away from the window, mm. and then
3: we see like blue viscera. Yeah. hitting
2: the, the 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 interior window. Like we know he's being like Day of the Deaded.
3: I mean, to be fair, like if we got out of here, I was gonna eat him. So yeah, I was gonna try. It. I was gonna try a bite. Despair is that. Patches is devoured
1: by a mob of angry cultists (laughs) Yeah, yep God, we gotta tell his kids (laughs) Bo is swinging his sword Um, Evil Power Master is able to just like Seamlessly jump out of the way of it The crowd of cultists has just like started watching And they're cheering him on it's like, yes, show these traitors And then your arm detaches And the sword flies over to Vern Who catches
2: it It's very heavy
1: EPM is going to turn to you, Vern And he begins to shift form again this time he comes off as a large like seven foot tall humanoid creature with a straight line down the middle of him two-faced style and the left half looks very old and the young half looks very young (laughs) hit him in the old half and also he's totally naked
2: hey uh the dick's on the old half
1: (laughs) but the balls are on the young half so it's (laughs) but his eyes begin to glow as he is looking at you and uh-huh. I'm going to need you to make a resilience check. And
2: the difficulty is uh, two reds. Did well, resilience is one of those ones that I had to step down below the normal level so I could get extra science brains. Oh, boy. Is it how many reds? Two reds. Oh, boy. All right. That resulted in two failures. Vern, you feel your
1: limbs begin to like lock up a little bit and your skin begins to grow kind of like gross and wrinkly. Beau, from your vantage point, you can see in this dim light that Vern is beginning to rapidly age. It looks like he just gained 15 years in about 5 seconds. Mechanically, I'm going to need you to take 5 strain from that.
2: Okay. And it's your turn. Uh, so he's not feeling it. He's not feel- uh, Vern- Vern's not feeling great, but he does reach into his fanny pack. And he pulls out his bottle of Ball's energy drink. A highly caffeinated guarana beverage that comes in a blue bottle. Uh huh. It gives computer gamer people the power to land party all night. And it might give Vern the strength to wield this sword that
3: is flying through the air at him.
2: No, he caught a handle first. It's just very heavy. Okay, all right. Um, and I had to pull your arm off of it, which was gross. <laughs> Uh, Vern unscrews the lid He, uh, the EPM makes some grumbles he holds up uh, one finger and is like wait and then Vern uh, with his, with one of his bonus arms uh, drinks a little bit and uh, the EPM starts to move again and Vern holds up his finger he says oh, he's like, hold on uh, Vern does a burp he, he uh, pats himself on the chest with his other bonus arm to get the burp out he finishes the ball's energy drink he holds it up to the light to see if there's any more of it left because it's in that cobalt blue bottle it's really cool looking uh huh does one final burp puts his uh, puts his finger down uh, and then smashes the bottle on the ground okay Detonates that explosive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a role for that. the dynamite is already but, inside of him so it's just one button push. yeah and my goal my goal is as soon as that explodes, Vern's gonna just not even swing just like put the sword into whatever mass he can find. okay.
1: Here's what happens. You press the button and then this uh, large naked half young half old humanoid that is like looming down on you just explodes in a cloud of blood. But it doesn't go everywhere. Instead it goes only about six inches out and then immediately stops and you're just looking at basically a bubble full of viscera and blood as his own force field has stopped him from exploding. And it's super weird and gross. And then like in no time at all you see it beginning to reform. He's not back yet
2: but it is like already happening. I'm running I'm running at him to, with the sword. I, I, I'm just running. I'm going to press that sword into him is what I'm going to do.
1: Beau, in a slight breakage of the rules, I want to give you an opportunity to kind of contribute to what's going on here. You see Vern running at him with the sword. He can't wield it very well, but this is the opening. What do you do? Can I do a leadership
3: role to just be like, you, you got it, buddy. Yeah. Is that what you say? No, I'll be like,
2: nail, nail the fucker, Vern. I'm trying. The sword's really, really fucking heavy.
3: Chris, go ahead and make a leadership check. The difficulty is just going to be one purple. Uh, and I guess one black, because we're all wearing earplugs and <laughs> Druid Dan is still blasting at full volume. Yeah, that's fine. You can take that. Two successes, two
2: advantages. Vern, Vern's mind flashes back on that picture from the fake daydream that he had that's inside of the briefcase at the end of the Dayrude Sandstorm video and he sees Bo uh, and, and Vern at the beach and, and Vern's, wearing a, Vern's wearing a very fetching uh, uh, Hawaiian shirt and Bo's raising one hand, one fleshy hand over his head waving at the camera like this and we realize he thinks this fictional picture is being taken by Crunch and he thinks about Crunch and he thinks about all the, all the people that like probably are going to be better off if the evil power master is get stabbed with this sword okay
1: the evil power master is in no state to defend himself so the difficulty is going to be regular old two purple but also take a blue die for his inability to dodge okay upgrade one of your dice so green becomes a yellow for chris's stirring speech
0: <laughs>
1: and then make a
2: melee check all right melee is my lowest skill right up there with resilience and athletics That is one success.
1: So in this sword that is basically the size of your entire body, if not a little bit bigger, you yeah. bring it forward and you slice into the force field that is containing the evil Power Masters gradually reassembling guts, and they just begin to spill out all over the floor.
2: Oh, God damn it! this is the third kind of guts I got on me tonight.
1: <laughs> and a wave of anguish just kind of like washes out over the entire room. You can't really understand it, but it's a thing that you both hear and feel at the same time. But you can see that he is enraged by this. But clearly you have bought yourself a moment where you might be able to escape or something. What do you guys do?
2: Hippo. Hey, yep. I stabbed. I did you see me stab him? <laughs> he cracked open he cracked, he cracked open like a wet egg. Ugh, the sword's so fucking heavy. We gotta we gotta-
3: Oh, we should leave. Oh uh, we should, we should leave. go. We gotta I'm leave. down I'm down a limb. Oh
1: boy. Rindoxal, oh. we got
2: some we got some real talking about your your tactical. Contributions to this team. If you want to, you gotta, all right, let's get the final
3: sleep. Stop talking, you long winded windbag! Let's move! Poe's eyes have gone from uh, bright red to just a very dim chartreuse.
2: <laughs> oh, Vern remembers to pick up Bo's arm.
3: Okay. So you
1: guys begin to just like run out. The cultists are in absolute disarray. They saw Krista get taken down. They just saw the evil Biomaster get exploded all over the floor. Uh, they decide not to fuck with you guys as you run away. Where are you running towards?
2: Uh, Pindoxal, you got any beat on transportation or, like, hangers? Up? Just contribute something, you prick. Jesus, you've been, a, you've been a button-pushing-happy fucking guy all night.
1: I have a transport in the hangar. If you just hold your breath, we'll make it there. All right. All right. <laughs> cool. Sure. Well, so what happens is you guys run through the giant burning hole where the original main door was and over toward the hangar, uh, and you find that there, a whole bunch of space junk has just kind of, like, been sucked against the the giant breach that Burn created in the hull, and so it's actually not like a pure vacuum in there. There's like a little bit of a leakage going on, but it's cold uh, and the oxygen is draining, but it's not like you're just in space. Brindoxal's transport is a utilitarian little vessel, essentially shaped like just a big tube that is pointed at one end, because things like that are common in this universe apparently. And you guys load it up, and he puts his flesh hands into these little hand-shaped alcoves where, like, each finger has its own little slot, and then the machine oh, cool. uh, comes
2: to life. Are the alcoves themselves also soft? Oh, yeah, they'd have to be to mesh with his soft hands. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, when you say the machine comes to life, you you do mean the... <laughs> you do mean, like, the booze your adventure nights come, right? Ugh, gross. Chris fucked his spaceship! Chris <laughs> fucked his spaceship! Well,
1: finger banging his finger-banging his... <laughs> uh, you guys strap in, and the, the little vessel just, like, uh, shoots
3: out of the hangar bay.
2: Bo, I swear to God, if I look over there and you're not buckled in...
3: <laughs> uh, Bo's just, like, fucking chips and bits are just spilling all over the place. He's basically passed out at this point. You see a number
1: of cultists trying to, like, load up into transports, and a couple of them get free. You look over out to the starboard side, and you see what you can only assume is the escape pod that Crunch and Pissman are in. And uh, as you guys clear away from the base, about 20 seconds later... There is a massive explosion behind you, and the entire thing just goes up in a giant fireball, taking who knows how many cultists with it, but not you. And you look back over your shoulder, and there is just space rubble where a base once stood. But the sun is still purple. Fuck.
3: Oops. Wow. We didn't really really have a plan for that. Ooh. You know, it uh, would be handy using some of those mechanic skills on all of my outside bits that were my inside bits. Yeah. Is it mechanics if I'm working on a robot or is
2: it medicine? So,
1: guys, we're done playing the game. You won the scenario. Uh, uh, we're just looking okay. for, like, a button to end it on.
3: Oh, good call. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> what? Uh, this quietly rolling die isn't a, isn't, a, isn't a satisfying thing? Dice
1: handy? is plural, you motherfucker. We have talked about this. There's
3: the button. Boom. <laughs> 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 bow.
2: Bow. 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 Um, so I think there's a, I think there's a, there's a, there's a super that says like three weeks later and we see, uh, Vern on the top bunk of the rapid force police sort of station that he is at now, wherever that might be. And he is playing Bliff Cop six on his, uh, holographic computer interface. And he sighs really deeply. He says, uh, he says to himself, he says, uh, "Ah, you know, it's, it's not never, it's it's not as cool as the real thing. I mean, Bl- Bliff Cop 6 got a bunch of
3: cool, bunch of cool stuff, but I, I, like, I like being a real cop. I like being a real cop. The, s- the space door started to like pff, slides open, and then Bo enters the, I guess, chambers. And then can I make a charm check to see how well uh, telling Patches' kids that he got torn apart by cultists went? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I really want to fail this poorly. So. Yeah, you can go ahead and make a charm check for that. Difficulty is going to be three purple. That seems fair.
2: I want to suggest that if Chris fails this role, he has had to adopt them. <laughs> Three
3: successes, one advantage.
1: Okay. Oh, man. So I guess you just got back from telling his family that his, uh, their, their father was not going to be with them anymore because they were, they were he was devoured. Yeah, but he died a hero. Yeah, and you managed to sell that, and they, they took it pretty well. So now what happens?
3: Hey, Vern, I, I got... Uh... A little funeral baked good from the family. I uh, I love funeral food. People people love to eat at a funeral, you know.
2: And I'm sorry sorry I couldn't it's, be there.
3: Uh, it's Rice Krispies, but instead of uh, rice bits, it's just made out of smaller uh, Sour Patch Kids, all like gooped together into cubes. Wow, wow, that's uh
2: it's morbid, Bo. That's uh
3: yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's maybe, it was a cultural thing, I guess. So that's it, huh? We uh we just blew up a space station. The sun's still purple. I uh. Hell, what did we learn from this? Commander Farback says
2: uh, that, we, that, we're, that we're good. We did a good job and we must have, uh, we must have stopped some real bad crime. But it, it just seems weird that no one will acknowledge that we fought the evil Power Master.
1: Uh, and just at that moment, your wristwatches go off and Commander Farback's voice comes over the line. And he says Agents Vern and Bo, report to Rapid Force Central Command immediately. We've got stirrings of some kind of evil red cloud lurking in Sector 25, 28, 92
2: wait 25 28 92 Vern, uh pulls up real quick uh a, a, a star chart and he sees lacus <gasps> lacus blackout that's the main the main planet right yeah that's the the, the well, headquarters of the lacunian system you think he could save some time by just saying <laughs> <laughs> not giving us the fucking four point coordinate Ugh.